Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. another season of the Liberty B-Sides podcast. That's right. The girl is back in town. I'm Jenna Wright coming back to you uh, hosting uh, this rendition of our Liberty B-Sides podcast. I'm joined here alongside of the one, the only Matt LaLoyan. Matt, welcome back to this season of Liberty B-Sides podcast. It is, it is good to be back, Jenna, and it is good to have you in the host chair. You've been on the podcast at least a couple times before. Yeah. You've guest hosted. I've guest hosted. You've been a guest host a handful of times. But I've... A guest no more. I am no longer the guest. This chair uh, is a is not a guest chair right now. It's the chair. I, I might feel a little bit too much power, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, because the Lord is humbling me. Uh, oh, kind of like what we talked about yesterday in, nice. in our, our, our Moses series that I mean, we, we kicked off uh, this weekend. That's a great, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a segue. I don't know if we want to go there just yet. I don't but, think we want to okay, go there okay. yet. Uh, but yeah, we had a great Sunday yesterday, yeah. a big Sunday. Yep. Uh, actually, September's huge uh, for Always. us uh, here at Liberty Church. Uh, but yesterday we had our, our fall kickoff event. Mm-hmm. Uh, any highlights uh, for you from, from yesterday? Day, Matt. Man, I, I I really um, just appreciate the as as much of a lift, and you know this as well as any of us on our staff team know, Jenna. Um, it's a huge lift between like mid August and mid September to kind of mm-hmm. get everything for the new ministry year off the ground. But there really is a fun uh, vibe on Fall Kickoff Sunday with kind of like the overcrowded buzz in our fellowship hall. Uh, we weren't able to do the tent this year with some of the weather this weekend, so we were like all in the fellowship hall, which we don't have really enough space to do that. We just do it anyway. <laughs> but that was that was great. Um, I mean, I heard people singing loud during the service, which was encouraging. And then yeah. it was also um, not every kickoff do we have uh, as much of a sending as we got to do yesterday, but to to get to uh, to thank and say farewell to Greg with yeah. his residency wrapping up this month, and as well as the um, four other family units uh, that we are sending from Liberty to be part of the core team of Midtown Community Church. Yeah. They're launching in like less than a month now or coming up on this combined service. So it just was really, um, it was really a joy to, to get to celebrate that yesterday. Yeah. And I, I think that's encouraging with this new fall season. We have Greg and the MCC crew launching. We've got Dana Sherwood, yeah. uh, one this of our Sunday. own members that's going to be leaving actually this month for Uganda, which we're pumped about on the Global Missions team. Uh, and then, of course, this week we've got our Bible studies, Bible studies relaunching yeah. for the fall. Yeah. Uh, which is why we do this podcast in the first place That's because right. we we want to think about how do we not just be people that gather on Sunday mornings, but how are we people that are actually being formed and shaped by uh, our rhythms of grace, the things that we do and, and actually interact with one another. How does it, what we're learning on Sundays actually impact our daily lives and how we talk about our faith with one another mm-hmm. in our weekly day-to-day rhythms? And Bible studies is probably, I would say, our primary way that, that we do that. Yeah. Uh, and we really want to continue to encourage you in your Bible study groups to flesh out what we get to talk about on Sundays and, and especially with an eye on the, what does it look like to, to live in light of these truths that we're, that we're diving into. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to keep sending in questions. I know like during the summer and not doing the B side to get out of that rhythm and routine, hopefully as groups are relaunching this week, meeting together some, some for the very first time, um, it'll prompt 
questions that come up and feel free to send them in because we'll try to get to all of them when you send them in. Yeah. And before we dive into content, yeah, Matt, why don't we go ahead and tackle the one question that we do have in our arsenal. <laughs> from a couple um, weeks ago. I think it was from yeah. the leaders gathering. Uh, yeah. It was from our Bible study leaders gathering. Yes. I'm not going to expose the identity of, of this individual. <laughs> uh, but Matt, the question is, is if you were a hot dog... Uh, would you eat yourself? Which I love the question because I'm pretty sure this questioner is referring um, to the the Saturday Night Live Will Ferrell impersonation of Harry Carey. And if you watch the best of Will Ferrell, like I have many times, many years ago, I would have to I answer and say, I, I, I am dating myself yeah. for sure. That reference is a little old now, right? But... Uh, I would have to answer and say, I would eat myself. I'd smother myself in mustard and relish, and I'd be delicious. That's my answer. Here's the thing, Matt. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that answer, uh, especially tied in with the, the church history uh, re- reality that for you know the first couple centuries, uh, people actually thought the early Christians were cannibals. Mm, yes, uh, you're going there. Yeah, I the think, church history. Yeah. I think we might want to avoid that like maybe a little. Yeah. Uh, we had some church councils and things That's to deal fair. with that kind of stuff. That, but that in case uh, in case any of you listeners are curious, that had to do with communion actually, mm-hmm. and the idea that we are feasting on the body and blood of Christ. And people thought, oh, is that a physical thing? Like you're actually eating yeah. someone in your yeah? That was a, a misconception that was uh, the early church had to deal with. Yeah, so I'm not shaming the questioner, <laughs> but uh, maybe we should be careful with uh-huh. our, our cannibalistic mindsets here. Uh, Switching, a great, a great uh, intro B-side question for the new season. Switching gears yeah. uh, away from that and into uh, Matt, our, our new our new sermon series that we we just launched yesterday yeah. uh, called Delivered. Oh, actually, you know what? I keep wanting wanting to call it Deliver Deliver Us from the uh, the mm, banger from the soundtrack yeah. of Prince of Egypt. Yes, which was not mentioned yesterday, uh, but the miracles. I went uh, I went of, with a different song from that one. Mariah yeah. Carey and Whitney Houston, which uh-huh. by the way I only took slight offense to because Mariah Carey was my girl, being oh, a '90s she? kid. Yeah, loved okay. Mariah Carey a ton. So her range. Uh, is impressive. Incredibly impressive. Uh, but yeah, Matt, why don't you actually uh, just give a little brief, like one to two minute introduction yeah. to the series and, and maybe answer the question, why specifically are we, we zooming in on the life of Moses in this new series? Yeah, I got to mention just a little bit yesterday that we really love doing Old Testament series in the fall at mm-hmm. Liberty um, because it really prepares us well, God willing, for Advent. The, yeah. the Old Testament, the, all the Old Testament is anticipating uh, the need for and the arrival of a Messiah, the anointed yeah. one of God that, of course, is fulfilled in Jesus. And so an Advent comes and we celebrate that Jesus comes into the world. Uh, it, it really sweetens our celebration of Advent to mm-hmm. get to uh, anticipate Jesus for the whole fall through an Old Testament series. Yeah. So on the big picture level, that's that's why we like to do Old Testament books in the fall. Moses in particular um, has so many tie-ins anticipating Jesus, mm-hmm. um, even more explicitly than just kind of a, a, a hint or whisper as many of the, you know, to use the, the Sally Lloyd-Jones Jesus Storybook Bible line, hmm. every story whispers his name. Moses' story like shouts his name. Yeah. And there's even explicit connections and ties to, it's it's not in Exodus itself, which where, where will be most of our series, but in Numbers, where Moses even says at the end of his life that God will raise up a prophet like me from among your brothers. Mm-hmm. And that gets referred to uh, by Stephen in Acts chapter 7 and yep. even a couple other places in the New Testament that says Jesus is the fulfillment of that. 
Um, you see Moses as one of the other people with Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. I mean, there's very, it's a shouting the name of Jesus kind yeah. of, kind of Old Testament story and, and reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one that's been kind of on the radar for a lot of years. Like, Hey, when we do an Old Testament series, uh, Moses would be a great one. So that happened mm-hmm. to be this year and, um, and we're diving in. Yeah. Great. Uh, so, you know, with that, uh, we, you kind of did a little bit of a, like the first two chapters, uh, most of the second chapter, uh, covered yesterday in your sermon. So why don't you give maybe one minute brief overview of the outline of your sermon? And then we can go from, man, what, what should we narrow in on as we go into our Bible studies, uh, this week? Yeah. Well, one of the challenges with the Old Testament series when we do those in general, but, it, and certainly this is playing out in Moses and being in the book of Exodus we're covering like massive amounts of text every week. (laughs) Yeah. It's like two chapters or so roughly a week. And so like, it's a lot of content and even this initial week, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a struggle for me and whoever else is preaching for us to, Mm. to actually narrow down in the text that we're in. What are we really focusing on? Cause there's a lot more we could focus on or a lot deeper dive we could do in one particular aspect of it. Absolutely. So I'm sure you already felt that yesterday, but covering the first two chapters, uh, and just trying to get back to my classic three point alliterations. Alliterations you know, are back. They're back. And they're here to stay. So it was the backstory, the birth, mm. and then the becoming. So like the, like what led up to the book of Exodus? Cause yeah. the first word of the whole book is, and yeah, it's interesting. Just continuation of Genesis. Uh, the birth, uh, which kind of highlighting yesterday, interestingly, fascinatingly, is not miraculous. It's not a direct supernatural intervention of God, but all about the providence of God through courageous but ordinary actions of people in, yeah. the, in the story. And then the becoming, the idea of, of how Moses started to become who he really was. Hmm. Um, so backstory, birth, becoming, that was the outline yesterday. And we kind of honed in on, on a few different uh, practical implications from from each of those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to maybe pinpoint, you know, one key takeaway or or maybe even challenge yeah. from yesterday's sermon yep. uh, that and may, I, this would probably, I think, come from maybe even your conclusion piece of the sermon. But sure. uh, what would you emphasize from the sermon yesterday as yep. kind of that like launching pad for how we want to approach the rest of the series and specifically the conversations this week in, in our Bible studies? Yeah, I, I go, my mind goes to that D.L. Moody quote and mm-hmm. that framework that he gave. So the quote was that Moses spent the first 40 years of his life thinking he was somebody, mm-hmm. spent the second 40 years of his life uh, realizing, learning that he was a nobody. And then he spent the third 40 years of his life uh, learning just how much God can do with a nobody. Mm. And so I think even taking all these pieces of the backstory, the birth and the becoming, it kind of brings all of those together into one thing and, and invites us to say, number one, recognize that that God had a very specific plan for Moses's life in a way that was unique to him. Yeah. We're not Moses, right? We'll cover yeah. that in the series. We're not Moses. But like Moses, there's a story of God that began long before us, continues long after. Yeah. We're small. We have to learn that we're a nobody That's in true. some painful, hard ways. But the smallness never communicates insignificance. It's always small yeah. and significant. And so the the like Moses thinking he was a somebody was the wrong kind of yeah. like significance. It's mm-hmm. like I'm somebody because of me, as opposed to I've been brought low, realize that I'm a nobody in this bigger grand work of God, but then but then called up by God into a role of, of immense significance. Yeah. And so it's um 
just kind of like even even in your groups, it's it, and some of your groups are meeting for the very first time. It's brand new people. You're mm. just getting to know. But I would encourage you, if you're willing to take the risk and vulnerability and dive right in, to say, here's where I kind of see if if that's a framework to use. Yeah. Here's where I feel like I am. Like, wow, I I I really still think I'm somebody. I realize there's a lot mm. of areas that I need humbling in my life. Um, or like I'm in a season of I've been brought low. I feel like mm. I've been brought real low in the last you know. Yeah season of life and I'm learning I'm I'm a nobody in that sense and it's mm. not the story of, of of God is not all about me yeah um, or and this is what would be you know encouraging especially from maybe some of the the senior saints in the room that have lived a little more life and have mm. have some more experiential wisdom on this front the ones that can say once I learned that I wasn't nobody then I got to see God do incredible yeah. things through nobody like me yeah um, I think that would be a real encouraging kind of blend between the the, the story of Moses and what we're learning in Exodus and, and how that fleshes itself out in, in our lives. Yeah, I think one thing that you touched on in that intersection was kind of uh, resolve. Uh, so our, what is our own choices yeah. in this discussion? And then like uh, basically embracing being brought yep. low or, or, yep. or seeing the, the eternal significance of being brought low. Yep. And then that's like the intersection of both of those things. Yep. Basically an outflow of that is embracing the the mundane obedience of the day-to-day life. Yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe one thing that I would want to touch on a little bit. Yeah. So just to maybe expand our audience. So yesterday yeah. Yeah, in uh, kind of like the the birth section yep. of the sermon, yep. you, you touched on uh, uh, Moses' parents being yep. an example of countercultural obedience totally. and having kids in the midst of this scenario where there's persecution and hard things yeah. and, and whatnots and, and even kind of transition that toward our own cultural moment of the the noise yeah. and fear that happens in in our cultural moment yeah. um, and I think that that's a good good mandate I think that also actually calls us back to Genesis when yeah. we think about the Abrahamic covenant that we are intended to be fruitful and multiply yeah. and fill the earth but I guess my question is is, what is a good example of that beyond just having kids mm-hmm. uh, that could maybe fit some more categories of people in our church? Yeah. So like single people, uh, yeah. even, even senior saints that yep. maybe have kids that are adult kids sure. now. Yep. Uh, what are, Or maybe even our friends that are struggling with infertility, Matt. Yeah. Like what are some, yep. I think, examples that would maybe arise to that same level yep. that are just very countercultural, yep. uh, but are everyday Absolutely. faithfulness that are kind of pushing back towards the, the ideals that that God has for us. That's really good. Yeah. And there's, that's why I even love this, this backstory uh, and that birth narrative from Moses in that we do get like a pretty wide section of examples of the providence of God working really powerfully through. So um, even like kind of, we ran through them pretty quickly yesterday, Mm. but, but yeah, I would even say to expand that, like the, the specific thing being, you know, because there's all kinds of qualifiers or exceptions that, that could be given and should be given with more time, especially yeah. to say, like, there are, there are some um, married couples who get married and can't have kids or or for legitimate reasons choose not to have kids. And I, by no means is this point meant to, like, yeah. bring shame to them for that reason. There's some that choose to even... Um, even, you know, from infertility or not to, to foster and adopt instead, because there's a great need on that front. Um, there's also then, and then these are, these are the other examples in there. There are uh, the two Hebrew midwives yep. who, at least at this point, when they, when they are displayed as, as um, examples of courageous defiance against Pharaoh, yeah. 
they don't have their own families. God actually gives them a family yeah, later. For, that's their story. They're blessed the with that. The outflow of their obedience. Is, but that would yeah. be a great example for an unmarried person to say, like, don't don't um, abide by unjust demands. Like, fear mm-hmm. God more than you fear any any human being. Yeah. Um, so that's a great way to push back darkness yeah. and to to live this countercultural way. Miriam, who at this point was probably about 15 years old, so mm. even like some of our students, yeah, <laughs> um, keeping an eye out on your on a younger sibling or a more vulnerable kid on the school bus or yeah. a whatever that mm. might look like, um, and then you've got um, Pharaoh's daughter, which we're not given a lot of details about her life. Like, was she married at that point? Was she not? But she welcomes uh, a very vulnerable. Uh, child into her home and yeah. cares for Moses as a baby, even knowing mm-hmm. that her father gave this order for him to be killed. So there's, there's kind of a wide spectrum there of people in different stages and seasons of life, looking for, looking out for the vulnerable, showing yeah. compassion on, on vulnerable people. Um, you know, uh, fearing God more than fearing man. Yeah. Those are, I think those are some, even, even from the story itself, some good examples of how that got fleshed out. Yeah. And I I think that's helpful to kind of zoom out a little bit like that and and recognize that in these different characters and the things that are emphasized in the story, we are seeing God working out his providence. You, you, you talked about God's providence here. And Mm -hmm. and as opposed to like the birth being like this miraculous thing, but seeing uh, the providence of God, his unfolding plan, uh, outworking through his commitment people, yeah. uh, God yeah. being committed to the plan, to the covenant that he has uh, created with these descendants of Abraham and yeah. the outflow of that, that they all the nations would be blessed uh, yeah. through him, which yeah. is uh, really cool and encouraging. And we're, we're really just starting to see the sprinkles of in these first two chapters of Exodus of how we're reaching back to Genesis and we're pushing forward all the way yeah. uh, to, to Jesus's first coming, but really even his second coming when yeah. he, when he's coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah and good. it's, it's really easy to miss some of those things sometimes when you're, you're, when we're zoomed in a little bit just on Moses, but yeah. I thought it would be helpful to touch on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think uh, another thing that I, I, I think I might have wanted to just like pull out really quickly. Sure. Um, thinking about the becoming portion mm. of the sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about Moses trying to force the timeline mm-hmm. of uh, God actually forming him as a, as a type of deliverer for yeah. us in, in the story. Uh, but him taking that scenario into his own hands actually yeah. led to him, what we see in the text, taking the life of an, another human. Yeah. Um, maybe we should just zone in on that just a little bit. Sure. Um, what happens, Matt, when we lean into our own like self-sufficiency? Yeah. Uh, when we're trying to outflow and outwork uh, or rush the work of God that needs to be done in our own lives. Uh, would, mm. Is there anything else that you would want to say about that? Or is there or maybe mm. like a, a good follow-up question to, to that uh, that could be yeah. drawn into our groups this week? Yeah, maybe maybe one thing is to, to wrestle with, because this is a real tension in the Christian life, yeah. is... And I actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday afternoon about the same thing. But mm-hmm. the, 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 the overlap and interplay between the sovereignty of God and his mm-hmm. timing and human responsibility, and even as it pertains to, like, what do I do with my life right now? So, like, the, on the extremes, yeah. it's like there's people that will, like, be completely passive in life and wait for some kind of, like, 
you know, miraculous sign to appear before they before they step into something. Yeah, before they they act. And there's other then there's the other side of like people just kind of charge headlong into whatever they they think they want to yeah. go on. They don't have any patience or waiting, right? And so we're there is it's a real tension of like how do we how do we function in this life hmm. relying upon the sovereignty of God, trusting that God is sovereign over our actions and even the options that are available to us in the moment, um, and stepping into things but not like forcing and exerting ourselves with our own strength in that. So I think there's a tension there that if it's helpful to open up in a Bible study setting to kind of go, how have you guys navigated this when it comes to career Hmm. decisions and um, like moving or relocating or the other kinds of major life decisions that like impact our, our lives. Yeah. Um, And what does it look like to be patient, but active? Um, Moses, you know, he, he rightfully like starts to identify with his people. Mm -hmm. We don't really get the clarity in Exodus, but Stephen certainly gives it in Acts chapter seven, looking back Mm -hmm. on this situation, which was, you know, recounted and recorded throughout history for Stephen. Yeah. That Moses had a sense in this moment, like, oh, the, I'm being raised up by God to do something about this. (laughs) Maybe not the fullness of, he didn't have the burning bush yet. So it wasn't, it wasn't the fullness of it. But like, oh, and here's here's a here's a, a a slave master oppressing one of my people. I'm stepping in and I'm doing something. Yeah. Right instinct, but wrong outcome. Like murdered the guy. Yeah. Um. And so you know, there's grids to use. Like, is what I'm stepping into sinful? Yeah. Is it you know maybe short of that? Like, is it wise? Yeah. Um. You know, is this is this rooted actually in faith? Is this something that that God's actually put? put on me to step into and pursue or not. I think yeah. there's some good questions maybe to wrestle through on that. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a helpful paradigm or grid, you know, helpful wise is, you yeah. know, is this good timing uh, for yeah. the season of life that I'm in? And then secondary to that, I do think we have that communal checkpoint, right? Where it's, yeah. Uh, obviously we have the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. We have God's word that we can intersect with, but we also have his people, yeah. uh, the priesthood of all, all believers to open up ourselves in these seasons of decision-making. And before we yeah. act in, in such ways, yeah. uh, using the people of God around us to help navigate those, those, this, that decision-making, I do think helps us sometimes, Yeah, I, I guess, crucify that self-sufficiency yeah. and wanting to take these things into our own hands Uh, because I think what we see in Moses is that in our flesh, we're terrible Mm -hmm. uh, bringers of justice. Sure. Uh, We cannot fabricate the the justice that a just God can only bring. Uh, And, and ultimately that's the whole point of Exodus. That's the whole point of Moses is for us to see. And you touched on this yesterday that Mm -hmm. he's this, complicated, well-known figure that mm-hmm. has is both seen as faithful. We we have him in the the yeah. Hall of Fame of the Saints, yeah. so to speak, in, in Hebrews 11 that you've already you've already mentioned. Yeah. We, we see him come up in the 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 big speech of really kind of like God's people that we get from Stephen that's yep. kind of like a precursor to church history, so yeah. if you will. Um we see that he's this faithful guy, but we also see that he's this complicated guy yeah. that uh, ultimately, he is human, marred yeah. by sin, and ultimately there is one that's going to come that will, yeah. as we see at the beginning of Genesis, that's going to crush the head of the serpent, that's, that's right. going to, to be the ultimate deliverer uh, to lead his people uh, yeah. into that ultimate victory and to glorification yeah, that's uh, really at, good. at the end of all of this. Yeah, that's really good. That's And, and maybe the one thing that, that I didn't mention from that grid, too, would be... 
which is certainly part of Moses' story, is he, like that idea of him thinking he was somebody. Yeah. He went from like, oh, I'm identifying with my people. Like, I am their deliverer. Yeah. I will step into this. We're going to see even this next week that like the real deliverer is God delivering mm. his people through Moses. So Moses needed to like go through that, that being brought low mm. aspect of this in order to like actually be the, the, the mouthpiece, uh, the leader of, of God as the real deliverer behind the scenes. So for us, it's often like, you know, whether, whether it's, it's typically, it's typically an error of our youth, like when we're like young and we're, Maybe we become Christians or like Jesus becomes real to us in like an intense mm. way that maybe he wasn't in our early child, childhood or younger years. Yeah. And we're like, I'm going to do, I'm going to use my life for something good. And it's like a beautiful, mm. it's a beautiful um, desire and like absolute mm. run after that. But there's this, there's this, and we're not even, we're not even aware that we have it, but there's yeah. this like presumptuous, yeah. arrogant, uh, you know, prideful, like. I'm a world changer. Like me yeah. on God's team, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I got this. Like yeah. just turn me loose, God. And it's like, that's not how, that's not how the economy of God works. Yeah. Like you have that, you have your, the, the intent and the resolve is, hmm. is like the right resolve, but the being brought low apart. And that's where he, yeah. That's where and, he goes. and I think you did a great job with that yesterday of, of that even point. Like this story is not about you. Sure. Re- remembering sure. that the, the story that we are part of, uh, you, you even said maybe we're chapters or, or just a, a character. It's, you know, it might even sure. be worse than that. We might just be an extra, it you know, be an extra. Uh, it might be an extra. In, in comparison to like a Moses, right. That's like yeah. in the pages of scripture. Yep. Um, but like, be resolved to live in the reality of being a son or a daughter and bracing yeah. the being lot bought low and like rests in knowing that like there is purpose, purpose and intent. And God even delights in using us in those imperfections yeah. uh, because we are also complicated people. Uh, and it's really good for us. I think uh, to be honest with that, with God, with yeah. ourselves and with the other people around us, especially in, in our, our Bible studies yeah. uh, as those, those launch off for the fall. Yeah. Uh, Matt, so, uh, I guess as we think about, you know, where, where we're going for, uh, Bible studies this week and the weeks to come, uh, where can people actually find the resources that we have available for them? Uh, we did touch on some of the questions that we've been made available, but maybe talk to the people a little bit about where they can find those things. Yep. You're, uh, each, each of you that are in a Bible study group through the church center app, you're, you're already placed in a group there. Uh, and you can access that, you know, on your mobile device or also, uh, like through, there's a web browser way to access that. But in your group, there's a resources tab. In that resources tab is going to be a link to a document that's called Bible study sermon application questions fall 2023. Mm. Uh, we're real creative with our titles yeah. around here. You know, we're just like, so you click on that and each week that'll get updated with questions that relate to that, that week's sermon. So on there right now, I just opened it up. Sunday, September 10th, drawn out, Exodus 1, 1 through 2.22. There's three questions there. I, like, sneak, like, four questions into each question, or at least two. Yeah, there's sub-questions. There's sub-questions. We've talked to the Bible study group leaders about this, but zero pressure that you have to, like, go through all of these, or even any of them. Like, you can, your leader is going to facilitate a discussion through whatever's, you know, helpful as as he or her perceives it. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is a great place to kind of visit as you're preparing for Bible study groups is some of the content that you might dive into. Um, so check that out every week. It'll be updated. Uh, we're going to post on our church website. There's a current series page on our homepage. It'll say like the latest. And under there, there's like the big 
uh, image of the delivered series. You click that. It's a current series page. It, it outlines the sermons that are coming up. On there, we're also uh, going to have a list of additional resources. Mm-hmm. If you want to do a deeper dive uh, into the book of Exodus, into Moses's life, there's pod, there's a podcast that we'll put on there. There's some books on there. So if you want to do a deeper dive, you're welcome to. Uh, but those are some of the resources that are out there uh, for you this fall. Yeah. And to piggyback on that. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to hear the questions that I have or that Matt has has uh, had about this sermon series, uh, we do encourage you to send us some questions. Yes. Uh, because we don't want to use this time to maybe just answer the questions that we might be having, but uh, we truly want to actually use this space to equip and resource our Bible study leaders and those of you that are in our Bible studies that are thinking deeply about how to apply what we're talking about on Sunday, but also as you're reading and studying personally Exodus along along with this uh, series uh, with us as a church, uh, we want to equip you with questions and answers to things that actually are pertinent to the things that you're thinking through, mm-hmm. uh, the goals that you want to accomplish in your your groups this, this year as you're talking about those things, especially new studies that are starting this fall. Uh, we want to know what the people want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we want to be men and women of the people uh, here Was on the... Was that a Little the, Mermaid uh, reference? Uh, that, I think, yeah, <laughs> have slipped in just a, a little bit. Fantastic. Uh, hey, I love it. I love it. What the people should know about me, Matt, is that my brain is kind of a revolving jukebox. <laughs> so I hear a phrase and I'm constantly then singing hey, a song. It. I quoted uh, Green Day today no, in our, our staff yes. meeting. Wake, uh, me up wake us up ends. when September ends. Uh-huh. So uh, you know, for all those uh, early 90s kids out there <laughs> that grew up on some beautiful late 90s, early 2000s music, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Uh, that has nothing to do with our, our sermon series, though. Uh, no, that's but well said. We want your questions. Yeah, we would love your questions. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts uh, as we uh, go into our week for Bible studies? No, I think that's it. We, uh, we're grateful that you guys have jumped into Bible studies and these, this series with us and uh, looking forward to a, a fall of uh, B-Side Podcasts and Jenna Wright as the new host. And that's right, guys. Uh, they've allowed the B squad, B team, uh, to be the A team. It's the now. new A team. It's the new uh, A team. And yeah, thanks again. Have a great week, and uh, we will see you next time. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B Side podcast. For more resources, information about our church, visit www.libertyharrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.